0: hi hello oh my god i'm really tired and welcome back to a new episode of culture of the day i will be changing the intro for season two because um I had a friend I had friends over and one of them mentioned the podcast and two of them didn't know about it and so later on they had the brilliant idea to just put it on blast on like a um amplifier, I don't know, in buff, and I've never cringed so hard at myself. And this is why I just post an episode and never go back to it, ever. Because as I'm recording it, it's just fab. Like it's beautiful, it's really smart, it's emotionally intelligent. Like I'm touching deep subject and I'm like mapping and sharing a part of my brain exactly the way I want to to the world. And I listen back to it and I'm just like, oh my God, this is rubbish. Just because I can't bear the sound of my own voice. I think I'm getting sick too, but anyway, it's not the point. So, today's episode, which I'm recording ahead, um, is about being celebrated and holding space for yourself. And so, the choice for this theme or for today's episode um, came to me quite obviously and really quickly when I realized that this episode will be released the day after my birthday. Um... So I was just like, well, there it that makes it, it only makes sense, um, especially because for the past couple of years, I've just been my birthday's biggest hater. Like I don't know why, but since two thousand nineteen and about, I've always had this deep, deep resentment for my birthday, and I'm not talking like like cool girl crying on their birthday vibe no I'm crying like I'm, oh my god I'm talking like utterly miserable like I don't want to go out I'm picking fights with everybody around me I'm being insufferable I'm grumpy I'm like I don't know it's just something really deeply rooted and I don't know what it is about because I've never had like a traumatic experience happen to me on my birthday. Um. Granted, I've had, like, a bit of, like, existential crisis and fear of death. But, you know, who hasn't? Um, but, yeah. Um, so that has always kind of, like, been, well, always for, like, the, all of my adult life, which hasn't been that long, I've been one of the themes. Um, and surely um, one of the lyrics that really fits into that is Renee raps, I Talk Too Much.
1: I know it's crazy, but what if it's right? I'm here again, talking myself out my own happiness. I'll make it all a day. I wonder if we should just sit here in silence. Cause, ooh, I think I talked too much.
0: My- yeah, um, mainly the one thing about... I'm here again talking myself out of my own happiness which is something I do a lot like it it's not something that's only applicable to my birthday it's something that I do in relationships something that I do with myself like any way to self sabotage just know I've tried it and probably at some point succeeded in it but anyway so I have de- decided about my birthday and about being miserable and about like, you know, fighting for my life for the past like four years, that this year was the year that it was going to change. This year was the year that I was going to be happy. So far, we have done a good job because I'm not dreading my birthday. I'm not excited, but I'm not dreading. And you know, I have cute plans. Um, parents are coming over which i'm really happy about my boyfriend is coming over which i'm really happy about it's gonna be fun and i'm gonna eat good food and i'm gonna be surrounded by loved ones so it's gonna be a good day i have decided like i won't let anything happen to my mood right i'm sorry um but yeah um I've, i've decided that i'm gonna let people close to me celebrate me and just take it in like you know how like most of us have this urge that when we're given a compliment we kind of just like backtrack and trying to like be humble or whatever whatever and just not like taking the compliment well I'm just going to do that with my birthday I'm going to try and dismantle it I'm not going to try and make it about something it's not I'm just going to be present and I'm going to appreciate that I made it to 22 and hope for an even brighter and more exciting future. I'm going to hope for butterflies and adventures and fun and nothing boring. Nothing blah. Well, I mean, no, there's obviously going to be boring and blah. But that even when they're boring and blah, I don't kind of like put my whole life into perspective, I guess. Um, I don't really even know what I'm saying here um vibes yeah Uh, i'm sorry i just woke up from a nap and my brain is fuzzy um but anyway um the first song that i'm gonna put on and and i'll explain how it all fits into the theme at least for me afterwards per usual but the first song is billy bossanova by billy ash song um, has always been my favorite off the album um, and I've had a lot of favorites of Happier Than Ever over, over time but Beauty Bossa Nova has always been like my favorite like the first time I heard it I was like this is it, that's it um, I feel like for me this song is about being celebrated to the sense of maybe one's own like sexuality and empowerment of it like i don't know if i don't know if that makes any sense um what i mean is like being in charge and you know how empowered one feels when they're in charge, and when they're safe in their own body you know um especially in regards to intimacy and sex i think is quite important and it's it's a very powerful thing i've come to learn um and yeah, I think because of how intimate the song feels it just gives away something for me Like it feels like I mean I wouldn't know how to properly explain it as you can obviously tell I am fighting for my life Um, but I think for me the way I would picture it and the way it would make make more sense would be um, so like you're either at home or on a beach. There's no in between. <laughs> so you're at home, no lights on, candles, very soft lights. Or you're at the beach by a bonfire. A bonfire, a fire. And you're completely alone. There is nobody around you. And you just dance to the song, like centrally perhaps. But it's just you. Nobody is looking. There is no external validation involved. And you dance and you feel gorgeous, you feel strong, you feel potent, you feel powerful, you feel in charge, you're standing tall, and all the self doubt that you've ever had about yourself in and out just disappeared, just vanished. It's just you and I don't want to say your higher self, but it's just you and you're confident. Maybe I guess that's what I'm aiming for. Like, you know, like those people that are immediately 10,000 times more attractive because they're very confident. Like, they're not cocky or narcissistic. They're just confident. That I guess, yeah, to just like feel good and feel strong and know that you're brilliant. Like, you're beautiful. But not only that, you're just like smart and you're powerful and you're funny. And you're sensible and you're empathetic like you're a well-rounded human being yeah then the second one falls once again onto the category of a bit of like sensuality a bit sexy i guess and it's leave me feeling confident by the driver error this one like i said is falling under kind of the same category but from the other point of view because i feel like and that's just the way the song makes me feel but billy bossanova is more of like kind of like to oneself even though it's not right she's talking about a partner but it feels very like to yourself at least to me whereas living me feeling confident kind of comes from the external perspective like I mean, I've talked about it before, like, you know, how men should always worship their partner. Like, not in toxic, weird way, but just in a fun, empowering one. really. Like, that's your job. That's what you're supposed to do. Um, but yeah. Um, and I remember just loving this song in New York. Um, I think the album released around October 2021. Because it was around the time that Phineas released um, Optimist as well. So I remember listening to it and I was just like, I gasped, the gusp I gasped, gusted, I was, and then I saw, I think it was a live version that got, got released a couple of days later, and I was like, oh my God, I get it, I, I do, I, I get it, and it's just like, I don't know, I was listening to it, and despite how I felt at the time, which was heartbroken, per usual. But the self-doubt and the questioning and the wondering about my my worth and shit and like you know why like the silly questions you ask yourself like why isn't he staying with me like what am i doing differently what am i doing wrong what's wrong with me well despite all of that i always felt good listening to it like i felt like i was that girl and so it was kind of like you know the little thing that keeps you going the little things that keep you going in dire times Dire times. Um and you know, I know like it's a bit of that external validation to feel good about myself, well a uh, self in general. Now, before you say anything, I know that this is not the way to build strong and true perception of yourself. I we, okay, I know, I know, that's fair. And I agree hundred percent with that. That it needs to come from within, that you know, you need to like believe that you're worthy before, you know, and because everybody can tell you a trillion thousand times and you can just be like, okay, mm, good for you. Um, But however, bear with me, it feels nice. And sometimes that can be all the push you need to finally start believing, I guess, that, you know, that little external voice that's like, oh my God, you're so hot. You're the baddest bitch around, can be all you need to believe in what you've been trying to implement within yourself. You know? As much as, like, people are fighting, um, I don't have the expression. Um, I'm just going to go in French, bear with me. You know, as much as, well, autant les gens, tu vois, ils sont là, ils sont en train de se battre, bec et ongles, que non, la validation externe, ça vaut rien, blah, 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 blah. Genre, Ça vaut quand même quelque chose parce que j'y... je dis pas que ça vaut nécessairement beaucoup, mais ça vaut quelque chose parce que c'est indéniable que c'est... la validation externe a un impact sur toi, que... que tu réalises ou non. Et je me dis que si c'est quelque chose de positif comme ça, qui peut te donner ce petit coup de pouce pour te sentir mieux et te sentir forte et te sentir euh, gracieuse, pourquoi pas Pourquoi pas hum. Uh, next song and i feel like they're kind of like all in the same ways of being celebrated and like they're all like about like empowerment so i don't know if that's how i perceive being celebrated anyway but not celebrated but kind of like you know like being this like vibrant person like you know you're laughing and 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 you kind of i don't know like you know someone is looking at you from across the room a lover a friend and you're and they're just like thinking in their head oh my god she's iconic and i don't know maybe that's how i feel like i guess i'm interpret interpreting celebration is like this kind of like vision of being like she's glorious that's it you know like just you look at someone and it's their party or it's with friends or it's just like you see them and they like have this aura that's powerful and that's kind and that's beautiful that's glorious you look at them and you're like absolutely a hundred percent um And I think the second song, well, the third song captures that really, really well. And it's Sister Rosetta by Noisette. Well, this one I picked for the specific lyric that is, baby, when I am laid to rest, may my laughter remain, like your kiss blew me away. And I don't know, but there is just something, like I was talking about being glorious. This for me is the epitome of being glorious. Like I've never felt as, well, I felt better, but this song, however I feel like I'm sad, I'm, in, I'm wallowing in self-pity, i'm being moody or whatever 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 this song is i always feel good i feel good i feel beautiful i feel i guess and and once again um astrology but i feel like a sagittarius like i feel like i have this fire inside me and i've always taken a bit of pride into like my fire but my fire isn't what you expect it's not like being loud and being wrong It's not being disrespectful and saying that I have opinions and that, you know, I won't let people like go over my boundaries or whatever. No, my fire for me, it's rambling for 50 minutes about a subject that nobody cares about, bringing out artists that most of the time people have never heard about and just blah, blah, blah. And then just talking and then just laughing. And then I guess being manic, (laughs) maybe that's my fire, but I don't know, this song kind of like has always like brought that this part of just like being happy and being vibrant and that's all I want to be. I want to be vibrant. I want to, I want, I want someone to just look at me. Well, see, this is, this is, this is where I know that like external validation. I just want to look at myself and be like, damn, passionate. Passion is the one quality that I don't want anybody ever, ever, ever to take away from me. I'm passionate. That is my thing and that's my thing only. But um, there's just something like very powerful as well about the lyrics, May, may My Laughter Remain. It's, it's, and especially now with, you know, the release of the song Bird of Snake and... Huh? No, the ballad of Songbird and Snake. Um, this notion of like, you know, being immortal and forever lasting merely through the echoes of what you left in others. And you know, like Olivia Rodrigo's song for the movie Can't Catch Me Now really reminds me of that, so I thought I'd share it a little bit.
1: Taste of my fury, and all of the you, made. Yeah, you, think that you got away. But you see my face in every place, but you can't catch me now Crew waiting, Christ, the months will pass, you'll feel it all about I'm here, I'm there, I'm everywhere, but you can't catch
0: me now There is just something about, about that that I've found very 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 <laughs> um the second to last song is a diamonds are forever by sabrina carpenter I mean we all know i am a big sabrina carpenter fan like that since evolution actually first off so since 2015 um but i think from like yeah the, the whole like sister rosetta well i mean the whole thing with like can't catch me now was a bit of a tangent but in um, this song I think it's pretty explanatory in terms of celebrating yourself like i am a diamond and diamonds are forever and i think it's just being i don't know there's just something about like because she's a bit cocky in the song but that works oh my god there's something in my eye give me a second um it's just like but it works well it's just kind of like holding yourself to certain standards and kind of like not settling which I feel like are themes that I keep going back to because I do believe that in some way I am settling like there there's a couple of ways where you know I know that before I would have just always been like no there's no way I would never do that I would never settle Mm." and I ended up doing it like absolutely and completely and now I'm here very frustrated not very frustrated that's a lie but just kind of like not knowing how to go from there and kind of like navigating that space but um and yeah so this song uh it was in the first part of singular so singular act one and in retrospect i think it was probably one of my favorite song of the album um just because Cause I'm looking at the album sound like track and it's the first one was almost love. Second one was Paris. Hold tight was good. To me was good. Perfect was good. Bad time was fun. It was very therapeutic. It would just been like, fuck you. Um, Mona Lisa was good, but that's for next episode. And but Diamonds Are Forever, I think was really the one that kind like pulled me into the album because I was just like, oh yeah, absolutely. Like an anthem to myself. Um, Yeah, like, you know, just like an odd to yourself. It's quite stereotypical, but it's very true. You know, kind of like discovering your worth, how fucking baller you are. And, you know, discovering one's true value is complicated because it's perpetually tainted by kind of like the external viewpoint but then if you kind of like block it all and just focus on yourself you can take the risk of just being so self-centered and that's just something that's not very appealing to me um so yeah it's it's complicated um but yeah it's and I think you know the fact that that value you have to truly sincerely believe in to actually you know like be like oh my god that's true that's who I am that's very difficult because I tell myself like that's why words of affirmation Uh, this is why words of affirmation are not my primary love language because it doesn't mean anything to me like so many times you know compliments and things like that and i'm like oh that's really kind of you doesn't register in my brain my brain is just like okay next um so yeah the last one is (laughs) i really like it it's what a difference she makes by jalen gonda With curly hair, high shine shoes, and rainbow flares, there's a girl with a dimple smile that blind men can see from a country mile, like waking up in the summer
1: to a distant sun above.
0: She lives on
1: a street in a neighborhood, where the folks down there
0: don't live so good. But every night on the avenue, she lights up the sky as she sings the blue. Okay, so this one I discovered at Olivia Dean's concert in Paris uh, last March. Jalen's performance was magnificent. It was mes- it was mesmerizing. Like it was me, Colette, and Louis, and I think all three of us, and Zoe, and all three of us were just like,
1: oh
0: my god. Um his voice just carried throughout the room. And it was a very minimal set, right? It was him and his guitar. But I had like just thinking about it, I'm having goosebumps. That's how good it was. Um And he had a set list of about seven songs and this one really stuck to me because I remember just like, because I was front row, obviously, because, you know, Olivia Dean is my girly. Um, And I just remember like perching towards this stage when he, before he was gone, just to kind of see what the name of the song was. Um, And, okay, this is where I get into my delusional era. (laughs) But the lyric of, the the, the early lyrics of the song, the first lyrics are... There is a girl with curly hair, high shine shoes and rainbow flares. There is a girl with a dimpled smile that blind men can see from a country mile. Like waking up in the summer to a distant sun above. And every time I listen to the song, I feel like it's about me. And I told you it was my delusional era. But I don't know. And it's very, once again, empowering and very celebrating, you know kind of like comforted in my own beauty and especially my hair because not to be that girl but my journey and my like relationship with my hair has been a very complicated one from when I was really young but even now you know it's still like there's a lot of things that I just have sometimes trouble like accepting and I'm learning to deal with that feels frustrating and you know it's not falling the way I want to or whatever whatever the cold pattern is fucked because Ireland is one of the most humid and windy places on earth but naturally right and so, yeah, it's just, it's delusional, but it boosts my confidence. So, as they say, the Lulu is the Solulu. So, first off, huh, there we go. Um, Now, moving on to the TV show or movie. Um, I kind of was battling what to put in terms of movie, in terms of show, because I didn't really know, like, what was a movie that I've watched that I liked that was like quite celebrating in, in, in the way that I'm implying it like I think by celebrating I mean empowering really and so I was going through the shows and I couldn't find anything and then it hit me sitting in bars with cake Um, that's the movie that I watched fairly recently about a month ago starring Yara Shahidi and Odessa Zion um you know and if the are is in it I have to support um and it's a movie that blew me away made me really sad and it made me come to a couple of realization um I didn't watch the trailer before going in for the movie and so you know, I was out there thinking it was going to be this cute rom-com that's all fun and giggles. Like, oh my god, like, you know, she's empowering her friends, and then her friend's going to find a boyfriend or girlfriend or a partner. It's going to be very cute. Oh boy, <laughs> was I wrong? Um, the movie is about Jane and Corrine. So Jane is portrayed by Yara, and Corrine is portrayed by Otessa. Um, and so basically... Um, they're two friends living in L.A. together and they work at the same place. Corrine is the CEO's assistant and Jane is a mail delivery person. The premise of the movie is that Jane is super shy, doesn't verbalize her needs, kind of goes with the flows without the flow ever being in her interest. Right? She just follows Corrine and she's just like, you know, like that very stable friend. Um, oh, Jane's thing is that she's a baker. She loves to bake cakes, but she's following a law curriculum to please her parents and eventually work at their law firm. Um, and so, you know, she bakes in her free time. But basically what she does is she does, you know, like the Pomodoro, Pomodoro method, where you work for 25 minutes. Well, you work for 45. Well, you work for an amount of time and then you take about a quarter of the time as a break. So she would study for an hour and then bake a cake in 25 minutes or something like that. Right. Um, and Jane also has a crush on a guy working at the company, but has never mustered, like, the courage to talk to him. Mustard, is that even a real world? But anyway, um, like, I thought that was really, like, demboozling is that she delivers the mail, but when it gets to his desk, she waits for him to go somewhere and then just, like, delivers it, like, you know, like a little ferry. Um, and the guy, for, I don't know his name, but he's the love interest and miss marvel the one that kind of has the same power as kamala so anyway if you see who i'm talking about that's him um so eventually like early in the movie naturally jane bakes korean's birthday cake right um and takes it to a bar and so it's korean is kind of like the life of the party she's vibrant she's funny she's loud everybody loves her and so basically she's like you know, like she brings the cake and it's about time to like blow the candles and a couple of guys are around and they're like, oh my God, did you bake the cake? And so, well, to Jane, right? And so Korean is kind of like, oh my God, yes, she did. Like, she's so talented. Like she's a great baker and kind of like wings woman, wing woman, um, Jane. And, you know, eventually like Jane cuts the cake. Everybody has a piece and everybody's like, oh my God, this is the best cake I've ever eaten. You're so t- You're so talented. And, you know, Um, that leads to men talking to Jane. So, you know, kind of like building her confidence and building her ability to flirt and her ability to talk to people. And as Corinne puts it, it's like the most interaction Jane has ever had with a man in her life. And from then on starts a beautiful journey of baking one cake a week for a year and taking it to a different bar in LA to get Jane to live a little, to, you know, bring out her and her fire however corinne throughout that part of the movie has recurring headache right it's it's established early on she has headache but it's normal she just just takes an ibuprofen and then that's it um and then eventually she collapses one day and is diagnosed with brain cancer which brings the movie to a breaking point it's probably incurable even though you don't know it yet and you know corinne's only what 23 23 25 and she's about to die um, and so goes in a lot of like treatment and everything only for them to, for the doctor to be like, no, the tumor is not receding. It's terminal. Like the best thing you can do now is live as much as you can. And, and it's, it's really sad. Um, but you know, on the other side of that very heartbreaking coin, Jane discovers what she wants and goes after it. To pay homage and you know to respect the memory of her friends and while her friends is alive like her corinne is telling her go out there like do not stop cake barring like this is our thing and you have to carry on it carry on for me and she becomes her own person like she does what she likes and how she likes it she does not limit herself to how she thinks to what she thinks she wants but actually pursue it and you know, if it's no longer serving her, spoiler alert, like her relationship with the guy, well, it's okay. She moves on and she'll, she bounces back, which I think it's the reason why I put the movie in there. Um, I guess, you know, the celebration of yourself also means to stand for the person that you are. It's something that I'm also really battling today because like Jane at the beginning of the movie, a lot of what we do is rooted in the comfort the fear of how I'll perceive how I'll be perceived if I do this and the fear of how that the consequences are gonna fall upon me. Like is it even worth is it even is it even a risk worth being pursuing? You know, is it even a risk worth being taken? And I just don't know. I don't have the answer. But what I admired is how well Jane's character just did. Um and you stand for yourself even though you don't know who that self is yet and that's fine and you know you speak up and you use your voice and you make yourself seen and respected by those around you and you know you don't settle and you go after the life that will make you happy that is holding space for yourself it's something that i wish i knew how to do but then also i get obsessive really quickly and i don't regulate my inner thoughts and my inner emotion that well so maybe you know maybe it's not the thing i want to pursue maybe it's just a phase but then how do you know it's a phase right how do you know it's not the big thing that if you pursue will make you the happiest ever so this is where we are and it's really good movie it's a very sad one but i definitely recommend lastly i the book i'm gonna talk about and i and i once again i wasn't really sure about what I was gonna talk about, um, and I didn't have that book that was like, Oh my god, it's a celebration of the self. Um but I think that comes pretty near. This is the Anthropocene Reviewed by John Green. Yeah, the one who wrote The Fault in Our Stars and Looking for Alaska, that John Green. Um that book was recommended by Genevieve naturally, as they all are. Um they kept harassing me to read this book. I'm not kidding. It was every week. I like I would finish a book and they'd be like, When are you gonna read it next? Um because I quote, It is one of the best books ever. Um and fair. It is really good. It is I think it's a book that everybody should read once. Um because it's an ode to humanity. Focusing on the joy of the little moments. Remembering that people, you know, they're just that. They're people. But that means they have stories. They have being. There's emotion. It's not just a face and a name. Um, that book is also about love, joy, consciousness, being alive. The small pleasures, the big story butterfly effect and, and so many other things and there were a couple of chapters that gave me a heart attack notably um i think the second one about the universe and then Haley's comet because i'm i am afraid of death well it's a work in progress but one of those fear manifests in like the end of the world and like you know the world is going to end but there will be nobody left Or maybe there will but it's going to be the end of the world and then there will be nothing like nothingness like i hate the universe because it's nothingness like that scares me shitless um but yeah anyway um that's just me so i had i had a couple of panic attacks reading and i was just like okay this is fine this is just great um but the book is like condensed and produced to a very contemporary standard which is the one of rating um, every chapter is has a rating. Every chapter has a grade out of five. And I think that gives it a very sweet and, well, rather a very bittersweet childish tone to it. Uh, talking about subjects, um, you know, I don't have them at the top of my mind, but I just, you know, I love how he'll go like, and I give Haley's Comet a solid 3.5 out of five stars i don't know it's just there's something about the seriousness of it that's kind of like taken away in and i in a, i guess like i don't know it's just you know it's it's very normal but um it's very beautiful and you know even though the subject is Haley's comet like the feeling is the thing that gets the rating, i guess and it's about the beauty and the memories that that brings along and I don't know it's just it's 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 an embrace this book is an embrace to everything that is that was and that will be on our very 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 tiny spectacle of time and it's just beautiful it's just like bringing attention to the little things but in a way that not just like being oh my god like and not in like self-help guru way but just in like reminiscing way of being like this was so sweet and this was so good and I'm so happy I got to experience that but he retails it with such a romanticism of words I guess not in like romanticism and like oh love Mm." no more in like beauty like an an attention to the beauty and the fulfillment of it and I, I think that just is stellar um but yeah so that's for the book and this episode feels a bit short to me (laughs) um we're talking about being celebrated i should be talking more but um i wanted to put another song and i was battling between gemini moon by renee Rapp because you know the gemini moon was yesterday well i'm recording that on a tuesday so it was monday 27th of november and i am a gemini moon but not only am I a Gemini moon, I'm a Cancer, a rising, like a, my rising is in cancer, cancer rising. So I don't know if you know the rule, but the rule is like the planet, the sign that's your rising, the planet associated to that sign rules your chart. So the planet associated with cancer is the moon. So thus, my moon in Gemini rules my whole chart. It's something that you can see a lot in who I am. Because I'm not a true Sagittarius. I am a true Sagittarius. But not in the way that you would expect a Sagittarius to be. Like, you know, all fire. Not like going on adventures and like being reckless and everything. Like, that's not me most of the time. I'm very much like... How would I put it? Like, you know, I'm like intellectualizing a lot. I'm overthinking all the time. I'm talking too much and then I'm regretting talking too much. I'm saying things and then I don't get an immediate answer and then I'm overthinking what I've said and then I'm like, oh my God, I shouldn't have said that. I'm lame. And then lastly, for my big three, I am very emotional and I'm crying all the time. I was crying yesterday. I'll probably cry today. I'll definitely cry tomorrow. Like it's, I just who I am. I'm just, it's just I just, I feel things, okay? I feel things deeply. Um, But yeah, Um, so you know, I didn't want to put it because it's kind of like, you know, like, talk that's the one that I put initially no that's not the one that was talked too much um Gemini moon is more of like you know like I'm sorry like I could blame the Gemini moon but you know maybe I should just be nicer to you and I don't know but it's just kind of like very 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 telling of how I feel in the moment and you know what if to celebrate yourself is to hold space for yourself and to hold space for your emotions however and whatever they look like good or bad negative or positive so here is Dummy Moon by Renee Rapp. Never know
1: who you're gonna get Went in love for we never met Sour lemons are cinnamon Every day I'm different I talk shit, then I bite my tongue moving in, then I'm on the run I exist on a pendulum Swinging high or swinging low Driver, I'm the passenger (sighs) You're so fucking perfect How come I'm I'm not feeling more more? Hope this doesn't make you insecure (sighs) (sighs) But yesterday was heaven I
0: Accurate of how my brain works it's quite sad but it's it's very true um but I don't know I just remember listening to the lyrics the first time and I was like oh my god this is me absolutely I'm really sorry this is me um and the second one because I'd like to finish on a positive note um in... fuck I could have included Petey Party by Milani Martinez that 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 would have been fun um but anyway no the last song is another Billie Eilish's song and it's a classic one but it's my future yeah um it's just you know like the the it's a song about like opening up the door to whatever is next and celebrating yourself and trusting which is the thing that's really hard but to trust yourself and to trust the universe and to trust your future to trust that whatever is in store for you it's, it's gonna be good um but yeah i feel like overall this episode wasn't as much about the media. Even though I really enjoyed what I shared, like, the songs, like, there are songs that I really like. Um, but I feel like it was maybe more about the, son- the sentiment of being celebrated and how versatile I think it is for me. Like, you know, a lot of it felt back to, like, being empowered, but then the last songs were also, like, celebrating whatever's emotion that, I mean, celebrating whatever's me and and whatever that means but just like, you know, good or bad and just like making this about me, I guess. Um, um, And I guess overall for me, maybe there is like kind of a couple of ways of being celebrated. Like there is the proper and the actual one, like the one we know. Well, birthday graduations, Um, there is the everyday celebrations, which, you know, happens with a partner or a close friend or with yourself or just like being down. i deserve a treat right you go to the mall and you're just like mm, i'm a girly i deserve a little treat um there is i think something i'd call a small celebration and maybe that's because the bar is in hell but you know when people remember the small things about you you know the way they'll just remember note or raise up something about you and and pay attention and actually interact and have those deep deep conversation with you I think it's just so precious um that for me is like small celebration and then you know self self appreciation which I don't know why I didn't write self celebration but that differs from everyday celebration because it's making space for yourself it's not something that anybody has to know it's not something that is very out in the open or very loud or whatever but I think it's just holding space for yourself and just you know I think something as small as like (sighs) refusing to beat yourself up for sleeping a little more or you know just closing your computer and saying yeah I have worked enough I am tired I just want to go to bed and just actually doing it um and you know Um, maybe figuring uh, that was my last sentence um that maybe figuring what's what works best for you that might be the real celebrating yourself i don't know food for thoughts um as always but thank you for bearing with me with for this episode i hope you liked it um it's almost the end of the season um next week will be the last episode And I don't know when I'll be back, but I'll definitely be back. Probably in January. Um, Because a girl needs to rest. Um, But thank you for bearing with me for this episode. I am sending you love wherever you are in the world. Um, I hope you're doing good. I hope you're doing okay. And per usual, yours, Mario.